August 16th, 2014, VGN Network presents Kevin's Oblast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. And Jackal1138. So we got Jackal on. I'm not saying that number. Um, <laughs> as our fun. guest, you were on Video Game News about a month ago, I guess. A month? Um, uh, it was a while ago. It was like. Was it? It was about three months ago. You know, that show, it happens. I still had a a job back then, so it was a while ago. So I can't (laughs) quite remember who's on, who's not. Yeah. Um, But, uh, so normally what we do is we just interview people and uh, go through their life story. But you have a bunch of different topics that you want to discuss. A few. I mean, we can still still just, like, BS and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I, I did have a few things... That we, well, you want to talk about esports? Why don't we? Why don't you? Um, why don't you explain yeah. esports to me and the rest of the audience? Because, like you said, I don't think too many people that don't know what esports is um, would be kind of interested in uh, what that's all. Yeah. about. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, this idea actually came to me because I, I listen to a lot of the old VGN shows. You know, I'll go back through them. Uh, you know, which reminds me, I. Recently, this week, had to send all the fi- files to Kevin because he lost them all. Yeah. Because I guess I'm yeah. I'm VGN's well, resident drive, librarian there. What's that? Massive drive failure. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we yeah we, we can get into that later. But um. Anyway, so there there have been two shows in the past where Kevin's tried to discuss esports with with the other hosts and the overall consensus is I I don't know I don't really care I don't want to watch people play games I don't see the point uh, I mean that you know that's that's the, the one consensus and the other consensus is is that it's not really a sport why do they call it esports it's you know athletic events or sports I'm not going to get into that because I think that's a that's a subjective term and you can't really debate that too well because you know what it's it's like it's like trying to discuss whether or not video games are art you know it's just you're not going to have fun during that conversation and nobody's going to agree so but I do want to kind of explain why it's a thing like like it is it is a pretty popular thing right now like over the past month there have been in my live stream, I follow one game. I follow StarCraft II um, as an eSport. Are you Korean? No. Do you, do you no. Because it's part of your Korean culture? I kind of wish I was Korean because then I'd be a lot better at it. I, you know, I'd be able to get out of plat- Platinum League and move up to Diamond. But um, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not Korean. But it's StarCraft has kind of really taken off as a, uh, as a worldwide eSport. I mean... Obviously, the Koreans are still at the top of the game. You know, they are they they are the ones that wipe the floor with everybody else. But but they are starting to become you know more and more Americans and Europeans on the scene that are you know they they're making a name for themselves in tournaments and stuff. But you know, the point is is that I follow just this one game, and for the past two months there have been about six different tournaments and these tournaments they will go on for you know as long as a weekend to you know a whole week they'll just they'll just come back uh, at a certain 
part in the day, go live on twitch.com and, and uh, stream for a couple of hours and then come back the next day uh, you know, while they work through all, all the players and eliminate them. And, uh, so the point is is that you know, it's, it's a thing. Like they're, they're doing it and, and they're able to do it because they have the viewers. Like you can, you can check the numbers for WCS, GSL, uh, DreamHack when they have it in Germany. I don't know if you've heard of DreamHack, Kevin. No, what's DreamHack? Okay, well, DreamHack is kind of a it's, a, it's a, I think they have it twice a year. It's a huge convention in Germany that they have for, uh, it's a computer convention. I mean, it, it, there's obviously a lot of PC gaming going on there, but they also will have, like, um, panels for, you know, hacking or, you know, networking or just, just any, just, it's just a general kind of, like, huge uh, games convention uh, in uh, where is it? I, I'm gonna have to look that up where they where exactly they hold it, but it it is in Germany like twice a year. So anyway, so they they have these they have these uh, tournaments and there you know there are events there are spectators that go there you know constantly. So you know i i just want to clarify but i'm still not finding out why it's actually good to watch why like, it's good to watch well, just because a whole bunch of people are watching it i mean a whole bunch of people probably I'll like get to into watch that. horse I'll... racing and i could fall asleep <laughs> watching horse racing so, you know. i'll get into that i'll get into that um you know i i can explain why i watch it um see I have to I have to kind of ex, I have to explain the concept of StarCraft a little bit in order to explain why I watch it because it's a highly competitive game. It, I think it's one of the most difficult multiplayer games to play that's ever been created, um, and I can't play it well. I mean, I'm terrible at it. I'm you know, it, uh, in comparison to most other players out there, I I believe I'm not that great at it, but I still enjoy it and I. I just enjoy watching it, and you know, and you mentioned on a show when you were talking about esports, you know, you were trying to trying to explain it to the to the hosts, and you were saying, well, you know, there are teams and they have sponsorships and they, you know they talk smack and they, you know, they're they are real personalities and and that's true. I mean, you got it right. There are real personalities who they'll you know they'll go to these tournaments and they'll try to talk smack and they will. You know, try to get competitive, and you know, the, oh, you beat me that last tournament. I'm gonna get my revenge on you. Oh, you know, you just try it. So, I mean, that that actually happens, and you know, I get into that. A lot of other people get into that whole. You know, you know, there are personalities who play the game professionally who are memorable, and and uh, you know, they they. It's like people who. Uh, are into real sports and and they follow you know athletes' careers on a on a on a personal level just because you know that's what they're interested in. So, do you think though that this is because you play the game, like you yes. play that particular game? Uh, Otherwise, for me, for me, yes. For it, for me, it's. I mean, I could watch League of Legends. I could watch uh, Dota. But I'm not into those games, and and you know those tournaments are just about as frequent as StarCraft tournaments. So I I believe that for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, um, that interest stems from a direct interest in one particular game. 
So, you know, whether whether it's the fact that they're stuck at work and they can't play the game and they, you know, they're like, well, I'll watch this professional play it and, you know, see if he can win and, and you know, if it's an interesting match, then, then they find entertainment in that. Or, you know, they're they're not as good as at the game and they like to watch other people play the game and, and uh, you know... Yeah. It, yeah, there's there's a variety of reasons for... I mean, obviously, Twitch is a big thing, and Twitch is all video games at this point. I mean, I think Google, or Amazon yeah. just bought them for... Or, I mean, Google just bought them for a trillion dollars or something, so... Um, I think, you, yeah, YouTube bought them, yeah, which, same entity, but yeah... Yeah, you're right. I I think I think that's what's going on, and there's yeah. a big controversy right now going on with uh, uh, streaming. Where if you are if you are a streamer, like there's a lot of people who just play the game or play whatever game they want and stream it, and you know make money off of it from donations and subscriptions and stuff. If you're playing music in the background, they will mute the vods. They don't mute your stream, but but if they detect that you're playing copyrighted music, they will. They will view, uh, mute your VODs. So, which, I mean, no, I don't think anybody watches the VODs, so I don't think anybody really cares that much. Sure. So, but whatever, that that's that's the latest Twitch news. But, yeah, Twitch has, has become a, a huge thing, and um, it's really blown up in popularity. And I think I think a big part of that has to do with just the, the influx of uh, tournaments that, that are going on. Um, with I mean, I think the last Dota tournament was something like a $10 million prize or something. I mean, I don't know if it was just the single prize. It was $10 million spread out among all the contestants because um, I have a coworker who's really into Dota. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing that I'm wondering is, is uh, you know, I hear this 10 million people tuned in to watch it. You know, there's a StarCraft channel in Korea. Um, why, though, are we not seeing it on mainstream television in the United States? I mean, you know, G4 was an all-video game channel before it became whatever. G4, that's now the Esquire freaking channel. It's the same channel. Um, But uh, why didn't they ever play these sort of competitive things? I mean, what do you think's going on? Do you think there's just not Uh, enough Americans watching it? Because it seems like the younger generation seems like they're into it. People are watching it on Twitch. Um, But for some reason, what is it, the traditional media doesn't get it? I'm just trying to figure out why I'm not seeing more of it. Well, you're kind of hitting it. I mean, it's it's a variety of reasons. Uh, for one, traditional media, television, and the like. It and and I'm speaking from experience because I've worked in in television before. But it's uh, it works nothing like internet distribution. I mean, I mean that that's kind of a well, duh, answer, but. It really doesn't. I mean, it's a different culture. It's uh, it's a different system of distribution, uh, and uh, you know, it's far more far more expensive, um, and not just for the reasons of it costing more. Traditionally, it's more expensive because they just had that cost model for years, and they have to stick to it. Um, and you know, yeah, esports. It's a it's a it's a very very niche thing. Yeah, I'm I'm coding on and on about how it's popular, but it's still very niche. Um, I believe Karate Dog mentioned that uh, when he was in Korea, they have, you know, shows like TV shows, like TV channels that just show 
uh, StarCraft, and um, but and I you know and I checked I checked that out, and that's a cool thing. But if that's all that you're broadcasting, you're going to run out of material. And sure enough, like uh, you know I checked out this uh, TV show in Korea, and most of it is uh, Brood War matches, which I mean. Uh, that's the original StarCraft yeah. expansion, old game. Um, yeah, yeah, and people are still still playing it. But come to find out, most of the matches that they're showing are just reruns. They're just showing reruns because there's just not enough material. If you're constantly having to show stuff on TV, it's more of just kind of like one of those <clears throat> in Korea. It's one of those TV shows or, or TV channels that's just always on, and you just kind of like flip through it and you watch it when you when there's nothing else to watch. Whereas Twitch. You know, online streams they work completely differently, in the sense that they can uh, they can say, "Hey, we're having uh, you know our next match at this time on this day, um, and we will we will send you an email notification when it starts." Um, there's very few commercials. Um, yeah, you know, obviously there are ads because they have to pay for it, but it's it, it works completely differently. From the traditional media model, and I and and I think I think the uh, the uh, niche audience that watches that kind of thing has gotten used to that kind of thing. Yeah. So it for a for a at least half a dozen different reasons, it just would not work on uh, on uh, TV. So, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just different, you know. You, you will always have football, soccer, baseball, all that stuff. On, uh, I just wonder if it's like detaching but, from the younger generation that eventually television itself as a medium dies because, you know, if the kids today are more interested in watching these things when you're talking 10 million people or whatever, I doubt that's what it is every day. But, yeah. you know, when there's a big tournament going on, if this market continues to grow and more people are watching YouTube and all that fun stuff, then you, you kind of wonder to yourself, you know, if these television networks aren't going to adapt, mm. um could be the end, you know, maybe not the total end of television, but it might be the end of having 300, 400 cable channels yeah. and maybe just having, you know, a couple dozen or something because you can't keep ratings when people are now tuned into online services. Well, here's the thing, and, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to cable networks and all that, but there's, there's a lot of things that um, are slowly killing... Uh, over-the-air television stations, just like local stations and, and, and stuff like that. You know, I, wor I used to work for a, a small television station, and at, at the time, they were having to spend upwards of ten dollars to $15,000 to upgrade their equipment just because, uh, what is it, what's the uh, federal um, organization that regulates uh, broadcast? Is it the F FBAA? FCC. FCC, FCC right. Yeah, the FCC came in and told them that they have to, because I guess Obama or somebody um, told them that um, they, you know how uh, when you go to a commercial, on a, it's like five times louder than what you were watching, or at least right. it, used, it used to be that way? Um, yeah, like the, the FCC recently uh, started going around to television stations and enforcing the... Uh, the act that uh, you can't do that anymore. You have to regulate the volume of your commercials. And instead right. of just, and instead of just saying, well, just make sure that 
you know, when you cut to commercial, it's it's lower. They have to spend like ten to fifteen thousand dollars to get a piece of equipment that just does it for them. And right. a lot a lot of TV stations are are saying, well, this is just a way to get us to shut down, so the so the FCC can buy our frequency, or so that the government can buy our frequency to use it for cell phones or whatever. So I, I you know, I I think there I think there are a lot of factors, including that one, yeah. that that will eventually just just start to narrow down television to the point where it's it's no longer like the driving force that it is now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, so how much yeah. uh, how much StarCraft competitive gaming do you think you actually watch in a given month? Oh my goodness. Uh, probably about fifteen to twenty hours a month. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, but you know, there's 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 a lot. And to you're see. not just watching it to pick up tips. I mean, you're interested no. in the competitive nature of the whole thing. No. No. Well, see. And I don't follow it. I don't. I, I may watch a lot of it, but I don't follow it as closely as most other people follow it. Okay. But you know, but I'm subscribed to a lot of uh, of streams like GSL, WCS, um, the Red Bull uh, League, um, and uh, I'll I'll get an email notification like this. This Twitch uh, stream went live, so I'll check it out. And I'll say, uh, and I'll say, oh, uh, bombers playing against Tasia. Oh my God, I want to watch this because I know those guys. I know, I know those players. They're you know two Korean players that are extremely good. And so you know, you you're you're. I'm interested in seeing you know two. How that turns out. Yeah, how that turns out. And you know, so it'll be like a best of three or a best of five, you know. And uh, so yeah, it, that's that's how I partake in it. And uh, I think. Okay. You know, I think a lot of people partake in it. So, you know, and th that's that's the whole thing. Is like I think I think I think I think it's kind of become a thing in America, and I mean, you know, it's always been a thing in Korea. Um, Dota and League of Legends is also really popular, but I think Dota is more of a European thing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. when you were over in Haiti. Was anybody playing competitive gaming there in their tent <laughs> or whatever? Was there a lot of that going on in Haiti? No. Starcraft? No. <laughs> None of that. Uh, that's quite a segue. All right. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess Kevin's getting bored with esports. What? No. I've, you know, maybe it's yeah. part of the island culture in the Caribbean. No. no. Oh, my God. Haiti, man, that place is fucked up. Um, okay, so what were, you, what were you doing there? It was <clears throat> okay. So my or something? No, my uh, my cousin is uh, married to this guy who was born and raised in Haiti. You know, he's white. His family is white, but his parents were uh, missionaries, and they started a uh, sort of a clinic community thirty years ago up in a little community called San Train, which is uh, on the northwest corner of Haiti. And uh, just in case people didn't know, Haiti's the poorest country on the Western Hemisphere. I mean, I'm sure that doesn't come as a surprise, but it shows. And uh, so I had to go there to film an ad campaign for this clinic so that uh, 
these people, these missionaries, when they come back to the States, they can travel around the country to the churches that donate to them on a regular basis and show them what their money is doing. You know, what what they have been doing with their money to... Really? So you're like an inspection crew? No, 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 no. When no. you come in the door, they're like, oh shit, those guys are... <laughs> no, because I got paid to do it um, by them, uh, or at least by one of their uh, lead donors. But I know, but since you're reporting back on what they're doing with the money, you know, you could bust them for... I ne no, I never looked at any numbers. I never looked oh. at uh, any budget. It's it's a fluff ad. Okay. And I, I'm just I'm just filming buildings and people and and uh, saying hey this this community is growing and it's doing really well thanks to your money please give us more money that's that was the whole point of it and I was oh, like so you're okay. in on the scam I guess no uh, yeah right okay no I'm not <laughs> uh, okay yeah right. no, it, no I, I, listen you know so, so did you have a hard time finding things to film because their money wasn't working you're like oh my god let's take a picture of this pile of rubble right here Move you know, that guy's arm out of the way you know it, it 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 is kind of funny because after 30 years you would think that there was more to the community than there was but i didn't have a difficult time finding stuff to film because it wasn't just about the clinic um Haiti like something like 80% of their power comes from solar, like people having their own personal solar systems. Wow. Okay. Um, and while I was there, I actually helped install like three 150-watt panels uh, on a roof. Uh, see, my uh, my cousin's husband, he uh, he he uh, works for our uncle who runs a uh, uh, like a wiring harness company called Positive Connection. And uh, so in his time there, since he got married to uh, the guy's daughter, in his time working there, he developed these uh, power boxes. And they're, they're, they're small, cheap boxes with uh, sealed lead-acid batteries in them and, you know, with a little socket for, okay. people, for people to charge their cell phones or have a light so their kid can study at night or whatever. Okay, and well, that's cool. And so that people can charge them uh, with their own personal solar panels, because a lot, you know, a lot of these people they'll they'll have a little solar panel and they'll put it in their front yard during the day. Um, so he he you know he developed these boxes because you know people will have solar, but they have no way to, they have no good way to store electricity. Like some people they'll have a car battery. Or they'll have a little motorcycle battery and they'll run a radio off of it or a light or something. But they're sure. not deep. They're not deep cycle batteries. They're not designed to do that. So, you know, he he developed these uh, boxes and shipped them over, which is incredibly expensive to do. But you know, he rents them out to the people, and you know, he he has them pay to use them because uh, Haitians, if you give them anything, they will just they will just want more. They're a, they're a nation of takers. So I know that sounds racist, but it's true. I mean, I'd go there, and and if you gave them anything, they would they would just say, well, what else you got? So, you know, it's a it's, it's a very. Um, so you went and you installed some solar panels and, and took pictures of things. Yeah, I um, I, I, I filmed uh, you know I filmed the delivery. I filmed this clinic, uh, you know, and uh, it's a actually baby delivery. Yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah. was that gross? Were you like getting sick or anything? Really? Like, oh my stomach! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
No. Disgusting. No, no. nothing like that. No. no. But uh, uh. you know, you know, it's it, it was uh, it was, um, you know, because I spent most of my time up in this, uh, little community, and and uh, it was pretty interesting what they had up there in the way of. Um, are you still on this heist, man? Listen. You were on this heist like. Look, what? I don't. I'm six I shows ago. I just started this. I'm. I don't know. You didn't just start this. Just making background noise for You've people. You've been playing this game for, forget it. No, I switched. I was playing, like, other games, and then I had to come back to this. So, um, no, it's fine. Keep talking. Uh, I'm not really playing. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm up here standing on a crate. Have, I have no idea. It told me to go to, here. You have to throw the gas grenade into the into the vent right there. Oh. On the On the right, on your right. On my right. No. no. What? Okay, now to your left because you completely turned around right as I said it. On your character's down on left. The bottom, down there? No, no, no. To your character's there. Okay, look up. Look up to the left. Oh. See that yellow mark? Yeah. See, yeah. if you yeah. weren't here, I would be totally just jumping off mountain sides. Oh my god. <sighs> it's not really. Uh... Oh. Nice. Do it. I was mm. punching. Yeah. That's not. There's no gas grenade. So. Yeah, you gotta equip it. Oh, yeah, you have them. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. competitive gaming. That's what I got going on. <laughs> See, I stuck in uh, doing this for the show, playing some Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Okay, it's going over eighty. You didn't get Ebola or anything like that. I got know? something called Chikunga, actually. That doesn't sound no. good. No. Well, I mean, it's it's bad, but it's not like. That bad. Um, yeah, right there on the left. There you go. BZ gas. There you go. Um, you get it from mosquitoes, so it's. <laughs> I can't. Okay, sorry. That's all right. You get, I know. You get, I got to equip it. I got it's, you. It's yeah. It's Even great. though I selected it, I got to still equip it. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. No, it's it's chikunga, and basically it means. Um, Hunched over in pain, that's you know that's basically <clears throat> the translation of of the disease. Um, but what it does, it basically uh, um, amplifies amplifies pain. So instead of just you know going ow when you stub your toe, you basically like you hunch over in the fetal position and cry because it's just it's about five times more painful than what it would normally be, and it also like. Uh, gives you very bad joint pain, especially in areas that you've injured before. So, like, I've sprained both oh, my nice. ankles. It's like yeah, I've sprained or something. Did you get a big check for that or anything? No, it's yeah, right. Didn't make any claims. That'd like, be nice. You yeah. guys gave me moga moga fever and stuff, <laughs> and uh, you guys now owe me a million dollars. I can't yeah. work anymore for the rest of my life. No, no, no. So, but I mean, because I've sprained both my ankles in the past. Right now, like whenever I get up, I'm just like, oh my god, this sucks because uh, I'm in pain until like I walk around for a little bit more. So that's supposed to go away after like a couple of weeks. Um, but I mean, I've I've been joking with people. I'm saying, yeah, it really is like a zombie virus because, uh, you know, when you first get it, you get super feverish, like like the bite victims do in The Walking Dead, and you're tired, and you know you can't sleep. And then you know, and then you and then you get joint pain, like rigor mortis is setting in, or something like that. So it's almost like you're turning into a zombie. 
and you know I was in I was in Haiti, so you know that that <laughs> bring it full circle. Oh. But no, I'm getting over it. It's it's really not. I mean, you can't treat it, but you get over it, you know, naturally. So yeah. that sucked, but you know, whatever. It, I mean, that had to be cool, though. Were you ever out of the country before? I I've, I've gone to Singapore. Um, okay. Well, that's yeah, that was that was a long time ago though, but Haiti Haiti is 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 really weird because it it truly is a third world country. You can't mistake it for anything else. Immediately when you get off the plane, there's like 50 people trying to sell you a watch or you know something, and uh, you know the roads are absolutely god awful. And uh, but everybody has a cell phone. Everybody, and not just the people living in the city. You go up in the country, people are riding their donkeys around, and they're talking on their cell phones. Um, yeah. It's like every, every, I think ever since... Riding the donkey and talking on a cell phone. Yeah, no, cell phone, I'm, solar chargers, were there showers, or did everybody smell like rotten beets or something? Was it? Uh, the, you know, I, I never really went into the bathing habits of the of the locals, Kevin. I wasn't really... Uh, well, I mean, did it smell like out. an elephant's ass the entire <laughs> time you were there? I mean, what were you thinking? Like, were you, uh, did you... Because I've heard Africa, for instance. I mean, you're not all of Africa, of course, but you know, even Jamie Foxx was saying it, the smells kill you over there. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious uh, if you experienced the same thing and thought yeah. that it was uh, rank. Uh no, not really. That it didn't strike me as that. But you know, it was incredibly hot and humid, of course, and um, you know, sh- hot showers they just don't exist over there because um, I mean, I mean, I you you we could have turned on the propane uh, water heater, but the fact is is that you're so hot there, you don't really want you know a hot shower. Yeah, you just like go under like a waterfall or something. No, we had showers. Them. We had we had a guest house. Um, you know this this missionary couple they they built a guest house for people. You know, and it was cool because they they had a a, a pretty nice setup. For what it was, they had a, a a bank of panels on top of the roof, and uh, you know there was a there was one battery bank to run the lights, you know, because there were a couple of lights and uh, and you know and a socket to charge our phones and stuff, and then they had a, a, another bank of batteries just to run a, a refrigerator, like a small mini fridge, and. Uh, well, how do they charge those batteries? With I mean, the solar charger. Solar, or? yeah, the sol, yeah, the solar charger charges them during the day, um, and uh, but you know, at night the the uh, fridge it would just die. It would just like straight up die during the night. So we had to like try not try not to use it too much uh, late in the day because you know we had to keep it cold in there for when it would die and then and then come back on uh, the next day. So. You know, and and uh, you know, I, and I went into their house, and they had much the same thing. They had like a huge bank of batteries just to run this one refrigerator, just so they they could have ice water and stuff like that. So you know, it's pretty it's pretty rugged out there. But you know, Haitians they'll have they'll have these moderately nice cell phones, and they're actually designed to hold like at least two SIM cards, sometimes as many as four SIM cards, and they can put as little money. Uh, as they want, because they're all prepaid. They can put as little money as they want on them. You know, they can put like two gourd on them or something, which is like one eightieth of a dollar or something like that, just to just to talk for like a minute or something like that. It's it's um, and and they don't have like, 
really nice internet or something. So instead, but they but they want to always have their phone out and playing with it and stuff. So instead of like being on Facebook or something, they'll they'll be like blasting loud, obnoxious music, uh, you know, out of the shitty speaker, you know, yeah. and just, you know, while walking down the road or or whatever. So so you know, um, do do you like? Go to the uh, the the mass, the church with them, and they hand out the Kool Aid, and people start. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't think I want any of that. <laughs> you know, um, nothing like actually, that. Actually, the uh, the community where I was in, it was uh, the majority of it was a a Christian community. Oh, okay. So they, they had a they had a church, and uh, it was. Very much like an American church in the sense that everybody dresses up in their Sunday best and you go there and you sing a couple of hymns and yeah. the pastor, you know, talks to you. Except everybody is speaking in Creole. Everybody, you know, but other than the fact that everybody is speaking a different language and they have to have like about 30 fans mounted in the ceiling, like, like not ceiling fans, like, you know, like the fans that go back and forth and stuff, they'll stick them on the ceiling and stuff and point them down at the audience because it's so hot in there. Other than that, it's very much just like an, you know, traditional American Christian church. Yeah. Um, so... Were you worried about crime when you were there? Were you thinking you'd get mugged? Or? I was a little bit. When we were in, when we were in, uh, uh, Port-au-Prince, I was worried about having my camera equipment stolen and all that. But uh, these guys, these missionaries, and, you know, I saw a lot of other missionaries who had the same setup. Uh, they just, they had a, they had a pickup truck, like a, like a, like a Ford Ranger diesel one-ton, you know, European-made. And they'll just build, like, a, a cage over the, uh, over the uh, bed, and they will just lock it with like two padlocks. With you inside, like you're an animal, you're just like, let me out of here. And um, everybody pays to I, see you. I wasn't, but like, I wasn't, but my cousin's husband and uh, one of my cousins had to ride back there because there wasn't enough room in the cab. So, wow. and it was, and, and it's 150 miles from Port-au-Prince to Centrain. Uh, Port-au-Prince is kind of in the center of Haiti. That's where that's the that's where the the epicenter of the earthquake was. That's where the airport is, um, <clears throat> and the roads in Haiti are so bad that driving 150 miles took us eight hours. And they told us that we actually made good time. Like sometimes it can take up to 10 or 11 hours just to cover that 150 miles because the roads are just uh, so awful. It's like driving over boulders, and wow. um, but every everybody drives incredibly fast over these roads. It doesn't matter, and uh, you know, most of the roads are very narrow. Um, you know, they're just two lanes. But everybody treats it like it's three lanes, and you know they'll be constantly passing each other. They'll they will there will be a you know a semi head, heading towards you in the opposite direction, and they just don't care. They will just go around you. They I, I uh, there were a number of times when I was uh, in Haiti where I would see somebody just like completely take their lives into their own hands and yeah. take huge risk and just barely like not get killed um, like I saw people jump off of moving buses like or or cross the street not even look look at all just just cross the street and uh, I you know I I honestly think they just don't really care about their lives like, <laughs> like they're like 
oh, if I get killed, well, I don't have to live in this shitty country anymore. So wow. you know, whatever. I it was it was uh, it was really incredible to watch. And yeah, you know, whenever you stop anywhere, uh, there will instantly be about ten people with like big baskets on their heads trying to sell you something. Um, you know, do they have, do they have uh, internet cafes there? I imagine they don't have internet. They <laughs> Actually, they do have internet. They uh, they have yeah. uh, if you're if you're in the uh, bigger cities, um, you can get internet that's about as fast as 3G. I mean, that's what it is. Most internet okay. there is wireless. Um, up okay. up where we were in the sticks is about 2G. I mean, I never really needed access to internet, so I didn't really use it. So I can't tell you sure. personally how fast it was. But I'm I'm okay. sure it was you know comparative to maybe maybe five twelve or two fifty six maybe um, okay so but yeah there there's a there, there's um, Dell Tech I think I think that's what it's called and uh, yeah it uh, so yeah mo and they will give you like a little USB stick to use and and. Uh, to use on your laptop. And you pay them like a thousand dollars. It's it is pretty expensive from from what from what they told me. Yeah. Um, but what did yeah, you I, eat when you were there? Did you had to eat their traditional food or something? Was it just like of, you know a lot of a lot of beans and rice? Yeah. Uh, a lot of chicken. Uh, a lot a lot of canned chicken. You know. So no McDonald's there or anything? Or? Not really. No. Um, yeah. You know they, uh, yeah, just just mostly uh, uh, a lot of fried chicken. Although because our hosts were American, they tried yeah. very hard to actually like give us a lot of, uh, you know, prepare a lot of American food and and all that. So it really wasn't all that bad. So you didn't eat um, like bug soup or anything or no snake, no snake brains or nothing fun. All you, right. You know you know who the you know who the natives are, right? I mean they're they're basically just like descended from. From slaves, and they're yeah. and they're French, like French right. slaves. They're not like they're not like Caribbean or anything like that. No, I know, but then yeah. like they're very poor, so they're just yeah. scouring the hillside for you know wild raccoon or something. I don't know. No, no, and, no. A lot of them actually have their own cornfields. Like they will. Okay. Oh yeah, you'll you'll walk around and there'll be people shucking corn and 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 raising corn. Yeah, they're poor, but they are farmers. You know, uh, yeah. but. Here's the thing. Haiti is 90% rock. Like it is very difficult to um, to raise crops there, and it's not just like smooth rocks or square rocks like we have here in the states. Every single rock is like a kind of like a volcanic uh, rock that's just like very knobbly and has you know holes in it and stuff. So they're so they're very sharp and they're hard to move and pry out of the ground. Um, but you know they build with they build with these rocks. Like any any uh, anyone in America, any builder in America would look at those rocks and, and be like, uh, I can't build with that. But they will they will build concrete houses, you know, with these stones and and like, you know, and even their roofs are poured and all that. And they'll design their roofs to collect rainwater into a cistern. So I mean, you know, it, it's primitive and it's poor, but it's kind of ingenious the way they yeah. do it. Well so, organized. Yeah, yeah. So they can be. Um, you know. So you had a good time overall, or would you never go back? Were you like, that's the worst thing I ever did? I hope I never have to do that again. Or I'm glad I'm doing it. I, I mean, I'm glad I did it, but no, yeah. I'm not going back. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I was there for two weeks. Um, I don't like the heat. 
I don't like the humidity. Um, I don't yeah, like. Sure. I don't like being a minority. That was kind of a, an uncomfortable experience. Because you, okay, sure. you get stared at a lot, and you know, I, I, I would never, you know, now, now I kind of get it. You know, I kind of get how minorities feel here in the states, um, and uh, you know, I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as being like, oh, white power or anything like that, because I'm not like that. But yeah. I, you know, I am. I'm just like, wow. That you know, I. I'm so glad. They, I so they didn't like that. your Confederate flag shirt, and Nazi tattoo. So yeah. you had to like hide that stuff. But... I kind of had to cover that stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's got to be an awkward situation. I would find it awkward just to be in a foreign country full of white people that spoke a different language. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. And, and they, they and they do they do not care if you don't speak the language. They will talk to you and talk to you. You know and. They're, you know, they explained it. The, the missionaries explained it to me. They said, "Well, they're probably asking you for money, and you know, they're probably telling you how awful their life is, and uh, <laughs> you know, they they expect you to give them something." And uh, and I'm like, "Well, should I?" And they all looked at me and they said, "No, don't give them anything because uh, they'll come back to to you the next day and ask you for more." That's just that's just what they do. Um, you know, I mean, the, this this one guy, the the um. The main missionary guy. It was, you know, it's his community and all that. He's he he explained it to me. He said, you know what? I once offered to build a guy a house. I, you know, he didn't have a place to live, but he worked hard, and you know, so I said, okay, well, I'll I'll pay to build you a house because building a house there, you know, you can do it for relatively cheaply. So sure. you know, he he built the guy the house. He hired the crews. You know, they they built him a house. A year later, something in the house broke, and the guy came to him and said, hey. Uh, this is broken. I need you to fix it. And, and the guy was like, uh, "You know, this is your house. You need to fix it." The, you know, the missionary told him, "I'm not fixing it. <laughs> this is your no, house. Right. You fix it." But right. the guy was like, "But you built it. You need to fix it." <laughs> and dogs, that's man. that's their mentality. That's you know, yeah. um, you need to do this for me because you know. Um, so that's why they kind of run the clinic like a business. They don't run it like a like a charity. Like if you can't pay, then they will work with you and, and whatever, and they will treat you anyway. Um, but they expect at least, you know, some form of compensation, you know, if you're coming in and you're getting treatment or you're, you know, or you need sure. to have your baby delivered or whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but, you know, Haitians, they, they just, they have a very interesting way of, of doing things. Like, okay, so th there was this, Community. There was a city on our way up to Centrain. It's called Oz Rouge, and uh, you know it's it's a it's a small it's a city. It's it's you know you drive through it, um, and it used to have running water. Um, you know they had showers throughout the whole city. They had you know clean drink uh, drinking water. I mean as clean as you can get there, um, because the previous uh, president for life. Um, sort of a dictator guy, but whatever. He did good things for the for the uh, for the country, uh, along with bad things. He worked out a deal with the Germans to get him to build like a, a huge cistern up on top of the mountain, and uh, so to provide running water for the whole city. So when he got kicked out of office, the way that Haitians work is that if you're disgraced, if you have to leave or whatever, if we don't like you anymore, we will erase. Everything that you did, every memory, you know, 
try to get rid of the memory that you were even there. So for no reason at all, they just tore out this cistern. So now this whole city, it has pipes, it has faucets and everything, no running water. Just because, you know, they didn't like this guy anymore. So it's 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 Ooh. a very weird mentality that you know, and this and this guy planted like fruit trees all along this main highway for miles and miles. Or I think it was something that his wife did. But when he and and had to leave office, they just you know they just ripped him out of the ground because that's that's just the way they operate. Wow. You know, it's <clears throat> a little messed up. So that's why it's it's one of the reasons why it's very very difficult to sort of enact any aid um, in Haiti. Also, also the fact that everybody, everybody, not just the government, everybody is like dirty and and skimming a little bit off the top and cutting corners and and uh, you know so yeah. you know because everybody else is doing it right. So you know it it yeah it it was kind of an eye opening experience for me just to just I just imagine. to see how you know yeah these people are born in in difficult in a difficult situation but you know <laughs> they're not doing a lot to as a group, as a whole, to get themselves out of it. Right. So, all right. Well, we got 12 minutes left. What do you, uh, what else you got? You guys, I just want to make sure we hit all your topics. Otherwise, you're going to be mad that you didn't uh, talk about um, I think... bullfighting or uh, <laughs> rodeos. I almost, or... I, almost, I almost went to a cockfight, but we never, we never had a chance to do that. So, kind of regret that. That, well... The, well you yeah, you seen one, you seen them all. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Crazy. I'm sure they have cockfights every day on the streets of Cleveland, right? Yeah, you know, dog fights, regular fights. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, what are you I playing? Mean, what are you still just playing StarCraft? What are you uh, playing? I'm playing StarCraft. I actually, I re- I bought a game yesterday. Wow, uh, you bought a game. That's I yeah, fuck you. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I bought a game yesterday. I cannot wait to play it, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my uh, brother to get back so I can make him play it first. Uh, it's a horror game. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's, and uh, um, I, I I should send you a game a copy of the game to try because it's like DRM free. But you can get it for two fifty. I recommend you play it or or uh, What's Larry it play it. Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, you're 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 hired as a security guard at this place. It's a lot like Chuck E. Cheese's, you know, with the animatronic animals that sing and and stuff like that. Okay. Um, you're okay. So you just you sit in a room. You don't move around or nothing. You sit in a room in a security room, and you get a call from the guy who just hired you, and he explains to you that the uh, the animatronic uh, animals they kind of move around at night. You know, so you gotta like keep an eye on them with the security cameras because you you have access to about ten different cameras. So okay. you know, so and you you know, and and he's talking, and and you know, you still have access to the cameras, and you can look around, and you see the 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 three animals on the stage with one camera, and you know, and you're switching around with the cameras, and you might come back to the the stage camera, and one of the animals will be gone, and you're like, oh my god, it's it's a little terrifying, and you know, you have to try to find. <laughs> You have to try to find, you know, where that animal went, and you know, and you'll you'll switch to a different camera. You never see them move. You never ever see them move. It's one of those really simple games that is just designed to terrify you because you'll switch to a different camera and he'll just be there, like in another room, and it'll kind of be like glaring at the camera a little bit, 
Hmm. Just, but but it's just an animatronic animal. But they just have they're very expressive and they're terrifying. And you have to like because you have a limited amount of power to use during the night. You have to make it to 5 a.m. You start the game at 1 a.m. You have to make it to 5 a.m. It's not real time. It's like time is like sped up like 20 times or something like that. But um, you know, using the cameras consumes power, and you have security doors. Uh, and when you close them, they consume power. So if you if you get down to zero percent power before 5 a.m., you're pretty much fucked because the animals will come in and stuff you inside one of the uh, you know spare suits, and it's game over. And it's it it's absolutely terrifying. Um, wow. But I recommend that you, you right, should. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, you should try it. Um, you 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 have to download um some bullshit like Steam wannabe program, but the the uh the game is uh DRM free, so once you get the game, you can just delete it. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what did it, I, I just played that PT demo, which was at Silent Hills. That was really creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Couldn't keep playing that. I had to put the controller down. Um. Yeah. So, so there's I think I think I think horror game horror is a like a very popular genre for all the influx of indie games. I mean yeah. you've noticed it too. I mean it's just it's just incredible the amount of indie games like Steam Greenlight and all that stuff that come in and you know there's there's a lot of different games but I think horror is a pretty um popular genre just because you know as if you're writing <laughs> you know, it's fun to scare people, true, but but like this game I'm describing, if it wasn't a horror game, it'd be it would be rubbish. Because, you know, there's 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 no movement, there's no there's almost no animation. It's just sounds and light and ambience designed to terrify you, and that's you know, you can you can I think you can get away with less if you're going for horror. You know what I mean? Like Right. You know, because 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 most of it is in your audience's imagination, right? So, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I still imagine it's kind of hard to pull up, but there's a lot of those Slender Man and tons of exactly too that are not necessarily that great. And then you got a couple of diamonds in the rough that rise up, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes. Independent games are great. It's just hard sometimes to find the good ones. Uh, right. A lot of times people will tell you to play some, and then you play them, and you're like, "This wasn't really that good." Mostly like websites, you know. Yeah. Somebody slipped you five dollars to tell me to play this game because this game's not very good. It's, um, I think it's I think it's a bubble, um, and it, it, yeah, it, makes it sense, and it yeah. might and it might burst. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I don't know who has the time to make all these games. It must yeah. be kids in colleges or like you know in dorms or high school kids, and then yeah. you get some people that maybe are like, you know, I don't know. Like I can't see anybody. With a job and bills and stuff, sitting around making video games in their spare time. I'm maybe, yeah, but I don't think it's very many people. Like, I know, like those last stream guys were like, we all went on vacation at once and created the sequel, the last stream, and I was like, okay, well that's crazy, but I can sort of see that. But you had to basically all take your vacations simultaneously to get it done. Right. You know, what do they so get? Like two weeks, three weeks to all like. Yeah. You're, I, I mean, I I don't think they 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 probably did not get much sleep. I mean, not much of a of a vacation there. It was right, just, right. Yeah. How long can you keep that going? You know, right. with your life, you gotta either 
have it as a career and make enough money to do it. But yeah. I don't know if independents are really that successful. But I don't know. I mean, I think if you have an artist, like if you have one guy that can draw like graphics and yeah. is it a tool, like is actually going to do things that you ask him to do, um, and then you have any of these game engines and you have one guy coding and then you need one other dude to make music, you could make a game. Is yeah, game good? I, and I think That's it's more the struggle. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's more important that you have a good team that works well together and can like, uh, you know, agree on most decisions together, as opposed to having people who are super talented and amazing and can but but just don't work well together. You know, yeah. I mean, if right. if you got if you're if you're somewhat maybe not mediocre, but if you're somewhat average when it comes to talent for coding or or artistry or, or whatever you're doing and you have a group of guys that you work together with I think that's uh, that has more potential to you, you really need to have a leader like with a really strong alpha personality yeah um, Lainey Berry classroom graffiti she's like that she's organized everybody to make her video game and she has like basically all of her friends making this game with her and um, they're at Gamescom right now showing the demo of it, I think. Mm. Uh, that's the kind of, like, organization, though. You have to have somebody that can just pull in all those favors and convince people to work on something. Like, I could never, like, I barely can get people to show up to do a radio show every Sunday. <laughs> with, you know, I don't know how you do it, man. I mean... Bribes and, uh, you know, a lot of guilt tripping, um, especially with these people who... You know, some of them sound like they're going to throw a rope over the banister and just hang themselves. So it's uh, yeah, it's a struggle. I, gotta, I I I kind of imagine that like for every hour of the show, there's about three hours behind the scenes of you just like trying to pull it together and and get get people on the show and yeah, call them up and give them shit and try to get them to be there. I mean, it's not too bad. Anderson's yeah. technical problems. I got to go over there rarely, but I help him out fix that. And Larry, I don't know how Larry is still in an apartment with internet and only working two days a week with child support right. and going to college or whatever he's doing. Well, you know, he's got, he's got those great student loans, you know. I, yeah, <laughs> right. Which we're all going to hear about in yeah. a few years when he has to start paying those back on top of his child support yeah. and how the system's rigged and Larry can't get ahead. I don't know. Right. I don't I know. Mean, He's got real struggles. I'm trying to get a job at a uh, at a company called Canacuck, which is like a, a, a string of family camps, like high-dollar premium camps for summer camps. Like, you know, you can send your kids to some of them or you can, like, go with your whole family to one. Um, and they need a front-end developer for their website, and oh, it's weird. well. I mean, it's well, not. It's kind of a unique situation because it's it's my brother-in-law's old job, and he actually developed their entire website. Like, and he's like a Linux coder. Like that, he's you know one of those guys who just he does everything in Linux like day to day, and he you know he developed their system, and but he got a job. Uh, contracting for NASA, like he works for a company that does, you know, database maintenance and and uh, website development, and one of their top clients is NASA. So we all make fun of him, like, oh, you work for NASA, blah blah blah. But they, you know, they lost him. The uh, Canica lost him, and now they can't find anybody who actually understands the system that he developed. So 
you know, he told him, well, you know, my brother-in-law, he's looking for a job. He could, you know, I'll train him. So I think I got a pretty good shot at it because, you know, like if you know. if he trains me and they don't have to pay him to train me, then, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I might have a shot at the job. So do you have that artistic a talent to design like a like a graphical front end for a website or I wouldn't have to do any of that it's not really like designing because it's already designed basically they just need a guy who can just like upload content and uh, you know maintain it and admin it and stuff you know so they already have a system in place they just need somebody who understands it who can work with it Oh, okay. so, but I'm but to answer your question, I'm kind of fifty fifty. I mean, I'm I'm I think I'm more of a technical guy, um, but I'm you know I can do like video editing and and stuff like that and 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 know what looks good and do limited graphical work. But I'm not artistic at all in the sense that you know I can't create, I can't draw, I can't do any of that stuff. So I'm kind of I'm kind of fifty fifty, which yeah. It's kind of well, good, but it but it's kind of bad because I'm not really good at one particular thing. I'm just kind of like. Well, maybe uh, once you get your feet wet doing it for you know a job or whatever, that you'll get um, you'll be you know what I mean. Like you'll start to strengthen. Yeah. Uh, two areas. That's that's what I'm starting to think. Either that, or I could just become a professional StarCraft player. And uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, with these cash prizes growing and growing, you might as well <laughs> uh, keep uh, keep at it. Mm. You never know. Um, I would. Can, I, I would have to, I would seriously I would seriously have to go to Korea and train which is what a lot of professional players do they will go to Korea to like houses they will have whole houses where you just live there for months and you do nothing but train you play StarCraft <laughs> and you eat ramen and you you I have no go. idea that's yeah. absolutely insane like it's you could true. totally you should just because you have camera skills you should go do that and film a total documentary and then yeah. sell the documentary, and that's how you make your fortune. There yeah. you go. Yeah, good idea. That's that's your whole life right there. Well, all right. Well, that's it. Thanks for explaining gaming and uh, nice pullback. You went all the yeah. way back around to gaming and StarCraft right. for the beginning and, of the show and, to and, the end. And now that the show's over, the uh, the Red Bull esports tournament just went live on on Twitch. So I'm gonna go watch it. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, everybody else, feel free to write into the show, Kevin at videogamenews.com. You got anything you want to pitch, Jekyll? You got a website? You got anything like that? Not right now, no. But, uh, but Maybe thanks. Maybe in the future. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night.